Ginsburg and Kerouac Shooting dice and playing Ramblin' Jack's guitar With the cowboy painting pit guard on it well, They sat in the back and they drank for free They rhymed orange with Rosalie Now there's a pride of lines to draw to There ain't no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand. John, button your top button. Button my top button? Button your top button, buddy. The office is in the building. Oh, today. no. Oh, no. It is not monkey shine day. Oh, it is no. not time for us to sit around here and talk about quim and other stuff. We got to play it straight by the book because the office is in the building. Corporate. Today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, welcome. Cold Dog Soup, the mixtape. I'm Matt, that's Sean, and we are uh, definitely going to be understated today. We're going to uh-huh. be on our P's and Q's. Yeah, We've sure. got notes because our executive producer, <laughs> Cassie Read More, Read More, Read More, Read More, Read More, is sitting in with a, she's got some weird, like, see-through fucking plastic clipboard. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, she it's like House. It's like if House, the doctor, had a clipboard. Oh, my God. So it's just an old shard pane of glass that she's writing notes on. And she's observing. There's no paper it. on it. No, there's no paper. And the glass is, she's using a nail to carve it into this glass. Does she have the limp and the cane? Yeah, obviously. But twice the week. You think our fucking executive producer is going to come in here and half-ass a, a House cosplay? No, she's full on. I even brought the Vicodin. See? <laughs> you thought I was lying. And it's end of year review. Oh, shit. So... Are you like House in that there's only one rule, there are no rules? Or are you unlike House in that there's only rules? I'm like House in that I'm here to berate you. Oh my god. Mercilessly. Hugh Laurie, huh? Remember when that was something? We've already fucked up. This is how they trap you. <laughs> They've gotten us off task. This is a music podcast now. What I think is great is this is the last you're going to hear from me other than reading some stuff because they're talking about Oasis and I can offer literally nothing other than to say a few things about Noel Gallagher. Mm-hmm. A, hates his audience. <laughs> um, I'm on board with that. I saw Noel Gallagher open. Noel Gallagher and his flying bird Hi, circus. Birds. Noel Gallagher and the bird flues open for Smashing Pumpkins. The pumpkins were incredible, I mm. must say. It's a person who loves that band. Like they Both were, y'all want to see that, right? No. Oh, okay. No. No. I've seen him twice separately. Got it. Yes. Um, but he comes out and he plays. Noel is the nice one, too. He's the one that... The Liam's, functional the, one. Liam's the real. I'm going to say neither of them yeah. are nice because Noel yeah. seems like a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's we're we're at the whatever they call it now, the amphitheater near my home that I yeah, and it's a like a Wednesday night. Inspire Brands amphitheater. Yes, Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher's Bird Flu mm-hmm. is there, which is the oddest combination if you think about Cassie it. buddy, I'm here to tell you. I thought at least. Okay, they're of a similar time. Um, I mean, people, I was listening to both bands. At yeah, time. I love both of them. But the the difference between where the pumpkins went and where what Noel Gallagher's doing with his thing yeah. is oh, yeah. ridiculous. So Noel comes out, and there's 15 people in the band, and it's a garbled, jangly oh, mess. Better or worse than Modest Mouse? It was worse than Modest Mouse, Ooh. and that's bad. Okay. Um, but there's eight... Cassie's eight-ish songs. You're gearing us to corporate right now. <laughs> Look, I love Modest Mouse, and it's the most disappointing concert I've ever been to. Modest Mouse at the Ryman was going to be was something I had waited on. 
Yeah. I had like I'm not going to see Modest Mouse at Shitty Amphitheater X because right. when I see Modest Mouse, I want it to be this great sonic yeah. experience and they totally fucked it. Yeah. But at any rate, Noel Gallagher comes out and plays about eight songs of his new material, which is stuff I don't know, um, which is fine. Uh, the bad part is no one else knew it either. It's all cosmic love songs. <laughs> with like, a French woman who plays the scissors And then there's this black woman who's just in and out. She comes in, she goes away, and then she's back and she's forward. So is it like more like Champagne Supernova? No, 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 no. It's, it's like... Early Pink Floyd yeah. wannabe. Okay. It's 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 Sid Barrett Pink Floyd okay. wrapped in all that Beatles shit that he loves. Which reminds me of something you said yesterday about Greta Van Fleet Ugh. showing up on just because it sounds old. Just because it sounds like something doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> yeah, but it's and it and it did not mix well, and it's an amphitheater setting, and so that's already a problem. But at any rate, Noel plays his songs, and then he goes. This one's for you hardcore Oasis fans. And then he starts to strum into... Did Noel turn into Captain Jack Sparrow? <laughs> <laughs> he was pulling up a hole. That's, that was his whole steez then. And why is the rum gone? <laughs> he had a fucking... <laughs> he had dreadlocks. <laughs> he rode in on a boat for some reason. And um, he's he starts to play another one of these new songs. And the people revolt like, oh. And he goes, you fucking hate it, don't you? And he said, I like it. You fucking hate it. And then he launches into. I really just want to want this just to be Jack Sparrow like performing with the bird flues. I you always Jack- remember the day. This is the day you almost caught Noel Gallagher <laughs> at the bird flues. And then he goes he into the the, uh-huh, the laziest performances of Oasis standards. So he like, did so get into the first half of the concert was purely for Noel. Sure. The second half was him doing lip service to the songs that had gotten him this gig. And I said, you know what? I don't like any of this. Like, it's not my thing. But that right there is a fucking performer. (laughs) Because he walked on stage, pulled his dick out, and shook it at his audience. And that I can appreciate. I'm assuming they played before the pumpkins. Otherwise, you would not have. have Oh, nigga, it would have never. (laughs) Would have been no chance of me seeing it. I went to see the Violent Femmes and Echo and the Bunnymen. And I was there for the Violent Femmes. Had never heard an Echo in the Bunnyman song, but my friend Richard was there, uh, <clears throat> friend of the the Throw the fo- uh, Flag. Podcast. Never walk alone, buddy. And he, uh, like, if he was not there with me, I would have just left after Violent Films. Well, you would have made a mistake. Yeah, you'd have been a dumb dummy. It was, was a dumb, fantastic it, fucking show. Yeah, it was better it than was, Violent Films uh, with, without question. <laughs> um, this podcast is better than Violent Films. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you saw you saw Noel and the Bird Flues. Um, I did. Twice. I saw them twice. I saw them once in Atlanta at like the, I want to say the Masquerade. I don't think that's right. Okay. That is a place. Um, it is a place. Masquerade's I don't think one with the balcony. Uh, I don't. Or no, that's the Tabernacle. Yes. Tabernacle. It was probably that, the Tabernacle. Is it the, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I saw Alkaline Trio at the Masquerade. That, those, that adds up. Yes. And then the second time was uh, at the Ryman. I saw him at the Ryman and... Uh, Mr. Jason was nice enough to get me like front row, front row. You were in spitting distance. Yes, and <laughs> I, I could be spat upon. And Mr. David Readmore, Readmore, who 
can't stand Oasis. A good man. A good man. Stood there the whole time. Fucking giving it. Whatever. So he was just there with you. Whatever, Limey. I'm here with my dumb wife. Oh, God. Ugh. Ugh. He also went to the Alkaline Trio show with us. Yeah. Also hates Alkaline Trio. (laughs) And instead of staying with me up in the balcony, he just goes... I'm gonna go down in the pit. I'm gonna get in the pit and try to love someone. He's more. got he's got <laughs> flip flops on, and he just gets down in there, and he's and like, he says, "Wait, th- yeah. at the Ryman? No, no at the Masquerade, which is terrifying. Oh yeah, terrifying. Dude, I remember seeing um, Weezer and Ozma at the Gaylord Entertainment. No, no, Municipal Complex in yeah. Nashville in 2001-2002, touring on the Green Album. Um, Crazy fucking mosh pit for Weezer's green album. Get a life, you nerds. Anyway, um David is is not even a fan of dog shitting razor blades, Alkaline Trio. No. Oh man, what a line. No. Anyway, um so have you seen Oasis proper live? No. Okay. I guess like that ended that you had a very tiny window. Yeah, and with like which... when I first got into Oasis, I was like in seventh or eighth grade, yeah. and like my parents are going to take me to that. So sure. When was the hey ma? I want to go see the British. The British Invasion's back on, Mom. Haven't you heard? <laughs> it's on the talkie news. Two uh, boys from Liverpool. <laughs> tell them you're bigger than Jesus. Um, Couple boys from Manchester here got something to say. I'm gonna fuck my brother in his ass right here in front of his children. <laughs> so Oasis had, and we are actually talking about just one song today. But so their last album was "Dig Out Your Soul" in 2008. Yes, dig out your butt. So, <laughs> this is what we needed you here for. <laughs> don't believe the truth. Don't even remember that one. No. Heathen Chemistry. I remember that was 2002, but that was a weird time in all our lives. It was. 2002, I was not listening to Oasis. Oh, uh, I'm going to tell you, nobody was, pal. I was... Nobody. I was legitimately watching more 106 in Park than I was TRL in 2002. Lil Bow Wow had a great song. Um, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, I do remember because... That was the last one for It me. had Fucking in the Bushes, which I fucking love. Yeah. You could get, like, pumped to that song. Yeah. Literally. It's called Fucking in the Bushes. You're going to get pumped a lot. <laughs> Um, Be Here Now. Um, it, I mean, that's a really bloated album. Mm. Self-indulgent as shit. But, but I fucking Tidbits. love it. Because it's like a wave of overdubbed guitars yeah. Oh, yeah. that just hit you. Uh, Girl in the Dirty Shirt. Absolutely love. Um, I think that had the uh, Don't Go Away. It did. Um, it had a lot of like perfect, as perfect pop songs that they could write. Yes. Um, it also had a song called All Around the World, Hankins, that was three and a half By minutes. By Daft Punk. <laughs> that was three and a half minutes long. And then it had... Oh, no, no, no. No, sorry. no, no. It was like nine to twelve minutes. The reprise was three and a half minutes Is that Daft Punk? Does Daft Punk play a bass? You gotta get the fucking notes from somewhere. Around the world, around the world. And of course, we're going in reverse order because what's yes. the story? Morning Glory was the big one with Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova. Yeah, and then but their debut. The debut, which I did not know existed in, until That's after, right. you know, um, fucking poser. My cool friend Jeff Geis. Um, uh, because his kids. <laughs> there's my children. <laughs> there it goes. 
notes. There they go. Uh, he uh, told me about the CD. He's like, you know, they got another one, right? Like, it's better because you know, it's nobody no. listened to it. It's the first. Yeah. On that, it's called the White Album Two. <laughs> You know, it's really sad because Weezer has a, has an album called The White Album. I think that's the one with the the one where they um, apologize for everything they've good, ever done. Good, good. It's a start. It's a start, Weezer. It's um, a start. Oasis's first album, definitely, maybe one of my favorite. I think is probably my favorite, actually. Yes. Aside well, you you did quote "Live Forever" in your senior. "Live Forever" oh, was is that right? I, I quoted three people. Oh. I had three senior quotes. Because you went to, we had character <laughs> count. We had a character uh, limit, not like a quote limit. <clears throat> so I quoted, "If you learn to love, then you might love life." Ad rock from the Beastie Boys, <laughs> which was misspelled Adirock, Adirock. Adirondacks. Um, Adderall. That should have just been your quote. Adderall. You're going to love it. I quoted a uh, a couple lines from Live Forever, and then my third quote was Snoogan's J from J and Silent Bob. Oh, that is just telling of the time. Did you have a senior quote? Yeah, it said Matt Hankins. (laughs) Some damn Full fucking stop. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's not much better, though, and I'm going to get ripped Sure, this, sure, 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 sure. Well, before you get to that, Cassifras, <laughs> what was your class motto that year? Well, it was our class song. <laughs> you know how you vote on all that shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, was it Graduation by Vitamin C? No, it was In the End by Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh, no, maybe no. Because in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. matter. R.I.P. Chester Benningfield? Natasha Benningfield? Going for distance. That's rough. Was it like a double murder suicide? No. Chester? No, Chester oh was, God. he was jerking off with a belt around his Yeah, head. he did the David Carradine special. So my, <laughs> oh my God. So my senior quote was from Dave Matthews Band. Sure. No! Sure, was it two-step? No, it was dancing. It was, it was hidden bottom step <laughs> on a new barrel string. It was dark clouds may hang on me sometimes, but I'll work it out. Well, that was a lie. As it turned out, a lie. It never got better. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, as far as Dave Matthews quotes go, you picked one of the best, like one of the least douchey. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's not like I think Tridden Trodden Trails for a long, long time would have been better. <laughs> At least it wasn't from. Uh, I did it. I did it. <laughs> I got Oh shit! Um, I ne- I never did a single thing. Never did a single thing. Um, we all had our well. He he didn't. Nope. But we, did all, not. we all had our Dave Matthews. Uh, I I was in love with Two Step. I put that on many a CD. For, Sierra for girls who would never touch me. Frequently. He was more of like, is it cookies? Is that a Sierra song? The cookies oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cookies in the jar. That old Irish drinking Clasket. There's cookies in the jar. <laughs> Clasket. A cross between classic and casket, uh-huh. which is where... Which is Ireland. <laughs> I think Metallica covered that with Cookie Monster. They did. Sesame they Street. did do that. Um, I've got one slight Oasis story. Never going to get into this dumb song y'all mm-hmm. talking about. So... <clears throat> During the soccer season, blah, 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 blah. Minnesota United. So, Noel Gallagher, giant, 
Manchester City mm-hmm. fan when they sing uh, Wonderwall after every song mm-hmm. or after every game. That's their big. That is as we do with "You Never Walk Alone." What came first, the the soccer team or the song? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely Manchester City. The Did they sing that because Gallagher is a? He he, he. I mean, he grew up as a Man City fan. Like, so I don't know. I don't know the genesis of it. But at any rate, so they play that well. There is a team in Minnesota here, and they started doing it as well because they call their fans the one the Wonderwall. So whatever, fine. So we play. They play the Atlanta team for this particular trophy, and um, Atlanta wins the game. And then I hear Oasis come on, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's the, oh okay. They must be doing that for those fans. And then I realize that's not Wonderwall. Our stadium person in Atlanta is now playing Champagne Supernova just to fuck with these people. That's really funny. And it really tickled the shit because out that of that shit's me. a minute long so. <laughs> Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's like 7 minutes 32 mm-hmm. seconds. Funny thing. So, when I was younger, I would like memorize all of the lyrics and all of the timestamps. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <clears throat> for like every Oasis song. Mm-hmm. Ooh, my never, brain power was wasted on that. I never... Memorized time, like how long each song was. I never did that. I just kind of had a general feeling that like I do remember what's the it's the lead song from Be Here Now, um, which it's just helicopter sounds for fucking ninety seconds. Yeah, that was like at at that time in my life. If I if you didn't start singing in the first like twenty seconds of the song, I'm out. Was and for that reason, sharks, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the song you have picked today is called Live Forever, Live Fever. Live Live Forever by the band Ograsis. And it starts, maybe I don't really want to know how your garden grows, because I just want to fly. Lately, did you ever feel the pain in the morning as it soaks you to the bone? You are, you're you're fucking it up, Hankins. Butchering it. You're I'm reading it as it's written. This isn't better than Ezra, okay? This it's is not. Like... It certainly is not. <laughs> at least that had something in it. This is not breakfast at two. <laughs> oh, it's a hot fucking track. Fuck it is. Deep root something? Fuck yeah. You, you, wanna re- you, you, take, you read it. I don't give a shit. Maybe I don't really want to know. Maybe I don't want to know. We're not singing it. We're reading the song. How <laughs> Your Garden Grows. You, this is your last episode of this podcast. I just I just funding will Maybe. be cut. And your your audience Can you start- turned off. <laughs> it is rare when you're doing the podcast and the audience is literally in the room turning on you as it is happening. That is a rare feat. That's metacasting, folks. We have metacasted today. And metastasized as well. Maybe I don't really want to know how your garden grows. Because I just want to fly. Lately, did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain as it soaks you to the bone? Kind of nonsense, but like, I mean, it's... Is it though? It's just, I mean, I, I don't, I'm okay with not finding like, uh, meaning in that, like, a, an epiphany in the first six lines. So I kind of like saw that as your garden, somebody's garden being like monotonous, like you plant a seed, it grows, it dies. You plant a seed, it grows, it dies. Sure. And so, like, a rut, almost. So he's saying, like, I don't want to know about your rut. I don't want to get into that. I want to, like... You need to be on every fucking episode of this fucking show. (laughs) You will never have any. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, this is your last episode. Um, Okay, okay, I can get in on it. Lately, did you ever feel the pain in the morning rain as it soaks you to the bone? 
just arthritis, right? <laughs> it's got to be. That's just old Arthur creeping in. Old Arthur on an English morning. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. Uh, maybe I just want to fly, want to live, don't want to die. Maybe I just want to breathe. Maybe I just don't believe. Maybe you're the same as me. We see things they'll never see. You and I are going to live forever. Which part was in your senior quote? All seven lines of that. Yowzus. The fucking character count these assholes had. My God. Um, or maybe, I no, I think it was actually maybe you're the same as me. We see things they'll never see. You and I are going to live forever. And I was like, oh, it's so profound, man. It's just like the feeling right now of being in high school, you feel... You're you f- almost out. You feel you immortal. But one day there's going to be a day when you just celebrate not having chest pains for two hours a day. <laughs> when you wake up and a hip don't hurt. When old Arthur's not at your door that morning. <laughs> Getting a free bed from Amazon because you chilled them out of another one. That's a win for you these days. That's living forever now, gang. Oh, um, so yeah, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely self-explanatory. <laughs> that's all right there in the tea. Yesterday, Hankin said, "I mean, I'm just gonna sit back. I'm not gonna shit on every single one." <laughs> so I'm not. That's not what we're gonna do here. Just every other. <laughs> every other. I'll give you every other stanza. I said maybe. I don't. We're really gonna be the one who saves me. <laughs> I'm in. I'm back in. Thank you, baby. I've run out of Jack Sparrow references, so I don't have any. Kira Knightley, Captain Jack. Uh, I said maybe. I don't really want to know how your garden grows because I just want to fly. Wait, am I just reading? Yep. Okay, so they do the same. They thing. thought that line, that stanza was so strong, they went back to it. This is going to serve as the chorus for this baby rubber here. So I'm just now realizing it's just those two verses three yep, times in a row. it sure is. Didn't know why you picked this one because it's the same <laughs> thing or and or and or. Then he says, going to live forever, going to live forever, we're going to live forever, going to live forever, going to live forever, going to live forever. And that is the secret to Oasis. We didn't do much. We just did it over and over and, and over. Doesn't that speak to the the musicianship of a band where they can like take 15 lines and make it a catchy pop song that is successful? Looking at me for this one? <laughs> I mean, look. look here's the, the thing. three right chords can make you cry. Here's the thing, guys. That would be all right. Here's the thing. All right. That is, you have just dis- you have defined a pop song. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a pop song is. Nicky Sean, sure. that is a pop song. <laughs> um, and those guys borrowed from the boilerplate of the greatest pop song writers that ever did it. Yeah. So yes, they were no. They they can certainly play. They understood melody incredibly well. Like. I don't know a lot of Oasis songs. I certainly don't know the words to a lot of Oasis songs, but I can jump in on about any melody because they are very, very good at crafting tunes. Um, I don't know that any of it meant anything unless you just went in digging in this fucking infertile garden that we've described and you sort of pulled out what you wanted to out of it. They didn't put a lot on the page for you. Um, but that's a pop song because that's how pop songs have to work because they have to be... Um, able to just be picked up by anybody going through anything like nope that's something I work I I work at the factory I can relate to this I'm a child in school I can relate to this so yeah they do make great pop songs and repetition is is key to that because it makes you not pay attention to the thing that came before and you feel smarter for like I know these words I know where we're going with this because they just said them two seconds ago Incubus had a hit song <clears throat> called I me mean, I mean. In beer. I saw them at Beer Jam one 
Oh yeah, that was the year that they tried to get out of Drive had just hit and they tried to get out of their contract at the Star ninety nine stage. That's right. Because they only made a million dollars. Um they have a song called Are You In that has three lines to it. It's so much better when everyone is in Are You In? And then they say that a couple times. And then they say it's so much easier when Seafoam Green is in fashion. Oh oh, are you in? Are you are you are you in? It's a great song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting about Live Forever is like the placements on the album on Definitely Maybe. So you start off with like, and this is where I'm going to lose Hankins again, but you start off with like Rock, Rock and Roll, and Roll Star, Star uh, Live Forever, and Up in the Sky. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like, I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. Um, Shaker Makers in between Rock and Roll Star, right. which is another one of the... Like, I'm not going to be in this like dead end town. It's yeah. very like Born to Run. Uh, what's that Bon Jovi song? Living on a prayer, you know, we're gonna get out of here. Guys. It's my life. Yes. Like Frankie said, I did it my way. And then you've got the middle of the album, which is like cigarettes and alcohol. Yeah. And Supersonic. Supersonic, which are kind of like JJ Fire. <laughs> which are kind of like cloudy, like I'm going to just be yeah. numb because yeah. I don't think I'm gonna get out of here. I'm feeling supersonic, give me gin and tonic. Which you I can love. have it all, but how much anyway. do you want it? And then at the end of the album, you have like Married with Children, where you've just kind of de- you. They gave up. Defeated. They fucking gave so up. Old Arthur won the I day. How fucking much <laughs> I love this fucking album. Digsy's dinner, yes. slide away, and then Married with Children yep. are two, are three fantastic fucking songs. Yes. And that's how I knew that we were going to be friends. Yeah. Because when you first started working at that place, we uh-huh. had that. Um. F square. D D hyphen D hyphen square. square. Yeah. Um you like quoted slide away under your breath and walked away and I was like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's interesting when you look at those songs all together, like there's an obvious flow of like we're gonna get the hell out of here. Yeah, I never actually thought about it this in any type of like concept. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And it's interesting to look at their albums the same way, too. So you have Definitely Maybe, which is very much, you know, let's get out of here. We'll find a better place. Morning Glory, we're the best in the world. And then Be Here Now, we're like rich rock stars and we're bloated. So what else can we sing about? And then enter in, I'm just going to sing Cosmic I'm just going to do songs. some crazy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Super fucking rich because two songs that my brother wrote got really, really big. But I yeah, think like, that's something to say about all artists, like whether it's like your Bruce Springsteen's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there comes a point where you make so much money that you can't Oh, you can't just keep writing about getting out. About You're out. You got out, dude. Yeah. And, or, or you have to go, that is the difference. Like, the bands that Springsteen, um, fucking Dylan, or any of the big writers, what they end up doing is they have to go then mine in the dirt and they have to go tell other people's stories. You have to stop telling your story. Um, and the better, the best songwriters that ever were probably weren't telling their story all the time in the beginning either. A lot with rock bands, you're usually going to get the path that you made, the, the thing you just described. We're hungry, we're in a gang, we're all together, we're gonna get out of here, we fell in love, uh-oh, this girl dumped me. Now, we're, then, after that is, we're gonna make it, we're making it, we're making it. Then it's, we made it, but damn, the road sucks. Oh, I wish I was yeah. home. Oh, I wanna slow down. And then it's, we're bloated. 
And that is the trajectory because that is the only story you can tell when you're telling your story because that is how it goes. And I think bloated is probably like one of the best descriptions of It should have been the name of that last record was bloated. (laughs) And then there's also like standing on the shoulders of giants. It's almost kind of like a rare moment of like self, not self-deprecation, but like humility from that. Well, that's also interesting because that's when, that's the time period when Noel stopped using drugs and realized that the people around him were just like, yeah, the hell these people yeah. were and he was having like panic attacks and that's what like gas panic is about which is a great song yeah but um panic is that's like the realization of like oh like w- the veil comes off and yeah. you're seeing reality i mean and it might seem initially not silly but i think i want to say surprising to compare <clears throat> the trajectory of oasis to other you know giant bands but like this band like made probably a multimillionaire out of Paul Bonehead Arthur's like a backup guitar, you know. Um, what's the story? Morning Glory sold twenty two million copies. They sold out Wembley Stadium every every single time they. I mean, they are one of the five last big bands that we'll ever see. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm struggling. Coldplay comes to mind immediately. Taylor Swift as, can play stadiums. That's that's a different beast. That's a different. Yeah. That's not a band. That's a different. That's a whole different thing. Um, we're like we're done with the time where a rock and roll band conquered the world. Coldplay is the closest thing that came after them um, to being that. Yeah. And that's even. I'm, it's hard to even say that because it's Coldplay. Yeah. Like that's almost a different thing in and of itself. It's a very soft. Except, like, while they were poppy as shit, I, I didn't think of them as, like, punks. You know what I mean? Like, they were not soft boys. Like, the fucking Gallagher boys would fucking punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, they were a gang. Well, and that's fu- what, yeah, they're fucking hooligans. Yes. Wow. A, a band yeah. used to be a gang. And they might have been the last one that conquered the world. I can't think of anybody that came after them that got even close. Um, because after them, you get into... The minutia of like we were talking about the pumpkins and all that. Those bands mm-hmm. didn't. They weren't. That's the different thing. Like that's a different thing. Pearl Jam's a different thing. Um, this was a real live rock and roll band, and maybe the last real live rock and roll band to dominate the world with a couple songs here and there and punch people in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling to find anybody because <clears throat> let's say you know their last album was '08, but like the touring had like really probably. Let's say the touring stopped in 10. Um, I'm trying to think of any, like, you know, band like that. that I, don't think, I don't think it'll ever happen again. Mm-hmm. I think we're that's, that time in the world is gone. We're never going to see another 300-game winner in baseball. We're never going to no. see another, like... No, just... State, it's, yeah. It's a wrap. Like, the, the time of picking two guitars and a drummer and a bassist, yeah. just, you know, going and doing a thing is just over. I mean, it, it, that's, that's just the world, but um, it is... It does point to them being something more than I give them credit for. Because, I mean, I it's just, sonically, it just doesn't hit me. It sounds too much like the fucking Beatles if I'm just being. I mean, and that's not, I don't. And you love the Beatles. I just, and that, that thing doesn't do it for me. It sounds immediately dated. And I get it. And Gallagher's great. And their production is incredible. Because it is just layers on top of layers on top of layers. And these big old sweeping chords and all this minutia. But it. At the end of it, it's just a pop song. And I think that's where my problem comes in, is the two things don't line up. If they were great at melody and they were great at tune crafting, but they were not great lyricists. And if they had if they had, had a lyricist in that band, 
then I think I'd, I would sing a different tune with them because they just wrote simple little shitty well, pop mean, tunes. Noel was a lyricist. No, he's not, Sean. I just read his lyrics. Those are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's nothing in there that, that you could not say is not generic. Like there is no, there are no lines in there the caliber of I anything. Think there's we've plenty of songs that definitely. Which is interesting there. because I I find it funny that like for me personally I shut off when they started allowing the other I don't know if allowing is the right term but they started allowing minorities other, to go to concerts. <laughs> no, <laughs> they started allowing the other band members to write lyrics and yeah. songs. Oh no! When was that? Uh, maybe like Heathen Chemistry uh, after standing yeah after standing on the shoulders of giants Liam started writing songs he Googsy songs. did they let Googsy write songs? no he left after Morning Glory okay um get with it right <laughs> but like Noel is clearly not like like you just said and if if Noel was a great songwriter even all that cosmic bullshit he's doing now there would be great lines yeah. That weave through those songs, they're not, and it's not a not. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not talented. It's just that is not his particular talent to write a great lyric. Um, yes, so Sally can wait. No, it's too late. That is a great melodic thing, and it sounds good to sing. But when you sing those words and you think about them, they don't mean jack shit. So I started reading <laughs> from my bed because you said the brands went ahead. With that is head. an infuriating line to me. It makes me want to punch everything. I love, I love the line you said. The brains I had went to my head. Yeah, it's a dumb line, Sean. It doesn't mean anything. That is something. That is something you would come up with. And it's not. Is, it's not. Twitter took his gun away and messed up his mind. That's a good lyric. That is a good but you said the, I start a revolution from my bed because you said the brains I had went to my head. That doesn't. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? You tell me right now. What does it mean to you? Well, you said the brains I had went to my head means you're too smart for your own good. Does it? Yeah. What What do you get? What in I don't the know. Team? A revolution from my head. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like the juxtaposition so of the two lines. The the lines together have to work. And that's the yeah. difference. That's the difference in a, a tunesmith and a fucking songwriter. So Bonehead left backup guitarist Paul. <laughs> sure. Paul Bonehead Monkey from Paul Bo- <laughs> Bonehead Arthur's. I always thought it was Arthur family. for some reason. Um, <laughs> Arthur's statement clarified his leaving as to concentrate on other things. However, Noel has since offered a contradicting version that a series of violations of Noel's no drink or drugs policy imposed by Noel so that Liam could sing properly. <laughs> For the album sessions Fair. resulted in confrontation between Fair. the two. So he, so did he? Did Noel? Imp, he imposed that policy so that like, I mean, I guess he wanted to get off the shit, but like, I think he just wanted to get the album recorded. But so Liam could sing during studio or like, yeah, this is like during the this is during oh, the recording shit. process. Yeah. Like, hey, my brother's asleep on the couch for fourteen hours during these. $200,000 studio sessions. Oh, Bullshit. Stop. Yeah, the label has long since stopped paying for this shit. And if you listen to his voice throughout each rep, like, it just sounds like it gets eroded and thin and just... I think he's, like, strung out and panicking. Like, yeah, he's. you can tell he's, like, struggling to, like... Is gas his... panic about, like, having the farts because you quit drinking? Or? It is. It's the yeah. old beer farts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I think that's the parenthetical <laughs> notation on it. Is it gas panic, parentheses, beer farts? Beer uh, farts! More <laughs> than the band has some beer farts! <laughs> um... Standing on the shoulder of giants, I did not realize that that it's a great Motown documentary. Three piece Oasis chose to continue recording the album with Noel 
re-recording most of Bonehead's guitar and Googsy's bass bonehead like it. So it was Gallagher doing everything but drums, basically, mm-hmm. and Liam sang a couple songs. Yep, and that's never going to work. That that's that's not a model that can sustain. That's what happened with Smashing Pumpkins. That's what happened when yeah. when the stuff that a lot of people don't like. It was just Billy doing everything, and that 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 changes the dynamic of what the thing is. Like, even though Oasis is like, it is clearly Noel's stuff and Liam's voice. But like, you need them other cats in there filling it out. You don't know it, but that that's the makeup of it. That is the chemistry that makes the thing go. And when that chemistry goes away, it starts to feel hollow. Mm. So I was just reading for a while. Love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's all I got, man. I just more like, than I, I am going to like pull up all of my albums and like revisit them. Yeah, because there's so like there's something about like revisiting them and listening to them that make you feel like you you play like those feelings over in your head when yeah. you first heard those songs. And some of some of that is even if it was good or bad at the time, it's still like kind of nostalgic and you know, it's good that they have. Yeah, because you associate like your memories and stuff. Like yeah, that. With, so. with with the music that you listen to in school, like with that kind of music, you don't you don't know if it's good music or not. You just like it and you're you're just attaching it's yeah. your soundtrack. That's what you're reliving yeah. at that point. Like I was on the way down here, um like Tangled Up in Blue came on. I was like, shit, I hadn't listened to this in forever because yeah. While I love that album, and it is a great album, I don't listen to it like I listen to, you know, like the Mark Knopfler album. I keep yeah. telling it like, I love that because it's a great record and I enjoy yeah. the music. And Now, fucking Blood on the Tracks is a time. Yeah. I'm listening to a time when you put yeah. that on. And Oasis is, that is, I can't think of a band right now that fits that example more. Like, I don't, because you guys, you did not go off and find bands like Oasis. No. You don't listen to... Um, we found them on MTV. Uh, I'm trying to think of you know there are similar bands. Um, shit, what's the, the the guy from Gorillas? Blur. Blur. Yeah, Blur and the other one. Um, but you don't listen to those bands because you weren't into that kind of music. You were into Oasis because fucking Champagne Supernova came on at 11:30 on 120 minutes one night, yeah. and you were on the phone with a girl that you liked, or you just so got a cool alkaline trio to like. It's all that is baked into that pie, and so when you think about Oasis now, that's what you're living, and you couldn't give a shit about the record that came out in 2004 because in 2004 you had a fucking job, yeah. and you had a mortgage, and you big mortgage over here. I mean, you know this guy. That's all he thinks about now. I will, I, I will stop you there because I think you Oasis won't stop me ever. For, for, for I'm gonna live forever. For <laughs> um, for for one reason or another, I I never like assigned any Oasis albums to a girl, and which is surprising because like like Everclear, I've never assigned any Everclear songs to a girl, <laughs> except for Susan. <laughs> um, but like better than Ezra, I have yeah. like definitely because that's more like you know emo bullshit, but like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dave Matthews, of course, I've, I've assigned to like, you know, specific women that I pined after. Can you call them women if they're in ninth grade? Well, they are now. But when I'm in ninth grade too, I was in ninth grade too, though. He's definitely. Guys. Hashtag me too. <laughs> cancel. Hashtag cancel Sean. Cancel that son of a bitch. Tune uh, in to me and Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got my wish. Uh, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But for Oasis, it was just about the fucking rock and roll. 
It wasn't, Sean. You've not. It's not. It's not. I'm gonna make such a fucking sweet Spotify playlist. I don't believe it. I've not seen. I've seen zero evidence of you loving the kind of music Oasis has made in any of the other choices you've made in music. How about she's electric? She's in a family full of eccentrics. She's done things I've never expected. And I need more time. Ladies and gentlemen, I have all the evidence to support all the claims I have made on this podcast about the questionable lyric taste of one She's Noel Gallagher. in the oven. <laughs> Is that not a line from that song? But it's nothing to do with me. Yes. Please take us out. I think it's before I just want to point my out, reputation um, anymore. The term bun in the oven came up. In a discussion about great songwriters. <laughs> That's what this podcast is, folks. It's a mixtape and it's called Cold Dog Soup. And you're fired. 